0: Really quick, before we get started with today's episode, I want to announce the winner of last week's book giveaway, and that would be Jay Eilers. Jay, thank you so much. Everyone, I was completely overwhelmed by all of your entries. It was heartwarmingly humbling, to be honest, to know that each of you are listening to this episode. Thank you. It means the world. And now, let's carry on. Constant. The situation or state of affairs that doesn't change. We are constant. We never stop, even in the year of a pandemic. And unless you're an empty nester in 2020, this season has only made our schedule even more overwhelming. Zoom calls from the kitchen with computer-generated backdrops of Tahiti or maybe a sunset, ignoring the fact that your kids have watched a week's worth of television in one day I feel like I've said, just let me finish this one last thing and then we'll go for a bike ride. I promise. And then it's 5.30. And when did it get so dark outside this early? Thank you, not so much, Daylight Savings Time. Tomorrow, you say, tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. But you and I know exactly what tomorrow holds. The same as today everything is go 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 even during isolation we've increased what little activities we can make happen at a six feet distance just to keep our minds off what's coming next our once cherished moments of stillness escape us and the rare time we have to sit around or stand or simply wait we far too often spend scrolling 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 on social media full transparency, I'm burnt out, mentally, emotionally, which then takes its toll physically. I have a feeling I'm not alone, but I will be the first to admit that I haven't always taken the time I've needed to stop. And even the simplest activities I do that are life-giving such as running or meditation or even creating, they've been moved to my to-do list. I have to run because sweating out toxins is important. I have to meditate because it clears my mind. I have to create because, well, that's what puts food on the table. These are things that I love to do, but they've turned into the hurry and get it done so I can do the next thing. Everything I do, every activity of the day, has to have a purpose, a reason, or an outcome. I don't know why, it just seems to be a label that all of a sudden I've kind of placed upon things. There's not a moment to do something out of just simple interest, and I'm finding that needs to change. I read an article the other day about the importance of balance, and taking a few moments of the day to do something that offers not a single outcome or purpose. I don't mean things we already enjoy doing, like reading or going for a run, but something completely not our everyday, just even on a whim. One suggestion was to do some simple math problems for fun. For for fun? Ser- seriously? Who Who wrote this? I don't know many people that sit down and do math just for fun, but since reading the article about a week ago, I haven't stopped thinking about math problems. As if the mere suggestion from the article has teased my brain into thinking, eh, maybe I would enjoy about a bout of long division. Why not? I finally caved in. So I downloaded an app, Math Brain Booster, and did five minutes of math. I am out of practice. It was math. Hello. It's been a while. But I'm not going to lie. I actually enjoyed it. A timed quiz of two-digit numbers like 78 minus 43 or 58 plus 17 35 and 75 by the way i don't know if it was because there was a timer there in the challenge or if my mind was internally fighting the are you smarter than a fifth grader mania but my heart was beating fast i was trying to answer quickly because I didn't want the app to think I was a complete dunce, even though it's just an app and it's not yelling insults at me, but in hindsight, I really enjoyed the distraction. No one was cheering me on. I didn't solve world hunger or even made a difference in someone else's life. It was five minutes of just because. And though feeding the hungry and impacting the lives of others should definitely hold a place in each of us. I'm learning that everything needs to have a purpose. Over the weekend, as the kids were watching cartoons, my wife was enjoying a moment to herself, and I walked into my studio and played piano for 10 minutes. Just played, sat down, nothing prepared, no exercises, no pieces that I'm trying to learn. I didn't write anything new, I just played. Well, you're a professional pianist, so what's so odd about that, you probably say. And that's exactly it. I love what I do for a living. But in the end, it is still a gig, just like everybody else's. But I never just play. It was just 10 minutes. No expectations. Nothing to check off the list. It was so freeing. I left my studio so content. How often do we do anything that's not productive and actually feel happy about it? In today's episode, we're going to learn about the importance of rest, doing absolutely nothing. You can call it lazy, call it idle, call it renewal, but in the end, let's call it healing. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. From my studio window, I can see a Japanese maple tree. I love this tree. It's gorgeous red color with branches low enough both of my boys can climb as every kid tends to do in life. It's not a towering tree that demands attention. It's only grown slightly in the past few years. And as much as I'd love to see it grow faster, no matter my attempts, it grows at its own pace. The pace it knows is right For it. I started to think about this Japanese maple, or any other tree for that matter. First, if you think about it, there's a seed that's planted, which we will call the activity. And then eventually, its growth is a result of idle time. There simply is no rushing it. You can't add things to the tree that make it grow faster, necessarily. However, one key element of a tree's growth is pruning cutting back to promote healthier, stronger growth. I looked up pruning a little bit further and found a really interesting fact at vintagetreecare.com. They say pruning a tree can influence in what way the tree grows. With proper pruning, a tree can be made to grow in a certain configuration of limbs and branches that is more ideal for the structural integrity of the tree. That last sentence really struck me that is more ideal for the structural integrity of the tree. And the whole process of pruning is cutting back. Even if it's healthy, what we think is healthy, cutting things back makes the tree even stronger, allowing for more growth and structural integrity of the tree. Imagine the things in our lives that need pruning cutting off the extras that weigh us down, scaling back not to make room for more, but to make room for less. Let's unplug. Let's look at the importance of rest, pruning back to make us fuller, healthier, more vibrant and stronger. The late Benjamin Franklin said it best when he stated, he that can take rest is greater than he that can take cities. I'd like to make a suggestion. I'd like to recommend that we normalize rest. Not just rest in the context of taking a moment to step back during the pandemic, but of weaving rest into our lives into the future. Speaking of rest, let's take a simple relaxed breath in. And a simple breath out. Even that right there that may have taken a couple of seconds, 11, if we do our 515, 11 seconds out of the day to just pause for one little window and allow yourself to stop. Now imagine if we did that throughout the day, even those 11 seconds, it resets our mind, it resets what we're going through, any emotions that may be heightened, what have you, imagine taking a window and doing that for a little bit longer period what that will do not only for your body but for your mind as well let's try it one more time we'll do a 515 okay breathing in five four three two one hold breathing out five four three Two, one. So important that we take the time for this. That we take this moment to rest. That not only this moment, I mean, if you ask any doctor, they'll let you know how paramount rest is for your well being. Whether it's getting enough sleep or taking a single day off of strenuous exercise each week, rest allows the body to repair itself. The body needs rest to function. Our minds need rest to function. Take a moment to consider the philosophers throughout the years, and I'm talking centuries here. Roman poet Ovid once said, take rest, a field that is rested gives a bountiful crop. He revealed that rest helps to cultivate a healthy mind, in large part so we can do more later. And he was right. As a composer and pianist, I'll be the first to admit that while my work is flexible and very fulfilling, I too burn out if I don't leave enough time for headspace, for leisure. If not, I notice I become burnt out, I become overwhelmed. And once this happens, I recognize and then I purposefully take a break from the piano for sometimes weeks or even a month at a time. Returning to the piano after an extended time I began to hear new colors and ideas simply because I took a healthy break. I recognized I was no longer hearing creative things. And instead of forcing it, instead of saying, no, I just need to practice more, I need to play more, I decided I'm gonna go the opposite direction. I needed to take a healthy break. Now, what happens if we find that it's difficult to rest? What if we are so used to moving, always moving, that we feel uncomfortable in this stillness? Here's another question for you. What if we can work to change this? Do you want to? Now, for some of you, an entire day is obviously not even possible. A day with no obligations is a stretch, and then we're stressing about not being able to de-stress. So, Rather than looking at it as in, I can't take this giant chunk out of the week, let's break it down a little bit. What I have done personally is to take short, do-nothing windows throughout the day. Be it 10 minutes, 15, even just 10 minutes of being idle. And trying to have better time management, I have a whiteboard in my studio where each hour is planned throughout the day. I know, it's a little OCD and it actually took some getting used to on my end. Within this daily schedule, I built in three separate 15-minute blocks of empty space. And whatever I place into those windows are devoted to something without a goal or any accomplishment at the end. I love learning different languages. I'm not fluid in anything other than English, sadly, but I travel enough internationally and love interacting with others, even if it's just a simple hello or how are you, but something to engage the conversation. But telling myself this is for my own enjoyment, and if a few days are missed, not to criticize myself over it. You might take a hot bath, or even find time just to sit down and journal your thoughts. You may go for a run or a walk, but only if that's what your heart desires. You might read a favorite book, play an instrument, paint, prepare a meal, but something, That's not out of obligation. Your do nothing should be the purest form of indulgence composed only of the things that you want to do. Again, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. No must, no shoulds, no "Ah, I've got to do this or that. 15 minutes. And then, if it opens up, finding a day to take the same approach. I've officially made Saturdays off-limits with anything work-related. It's amazing how easy it is to let the concept of, oh, just one email, creep into a day that's meant to unplug. On Saturdays, my wife will ask, so what do you need to do today? And even though my mind begins to race with all of the things, I mentally picture my hand brushing it aside like wiping crumbs off a counter. Nothing, I say, whatever we want to do. No expectations. Is it difficult? Absolutely. Is it necessary? Absolutely. Not only for my own sanity, but for our relationship as a married couple and as a family. Carve time for the important things in life. Because when you take those moments to renew yourself, you then bring that renewal to the relationships that surround you. Envision now what this window might look like. Imagine everything your mind and body craves. from The time you wake up in the morning to the time the last light slips away. What would bring you joy? What would bring you serenity? What relaxes you? It's not about tuning out completely and just being isolated on your own. It's about taking those demands that come to you every single day and finding a way of saying, not today. Now, I'm not saying you should let the kids live in squalor or keep the dog inside all day, but even the way you care for others on this precious day should be a source of pleasure. Baking chocolate chip cookies with the kids, for instance, playing fetch with the dog, even though mine is way too old and he will just lay there, but having fun. There's a word I want to share that's even hard for me to pronounce. Are you ready? Relax. It's so hard. Relax. Don't be afraid of silence. Can you imagine this simple beauty of watching snowflakes fall from outside your window, or a feeling of the wind gently sweeping across your face as you sip a warm coffee on the front porch? Really, when was the last time you sat on the front porch with a cup of coffee? Now, with that, I ask, what do you think of the concept of a weekly do-nothing day. Though it may require a bit of advanced planning, I truly believe that normalizing rest can make all the difference in the way that we work, live, and, here's that word again, relax. Will you join me in this experiment? I'm curious what your do-nothing moments are. Regardless of your decision, I'd like to thank you for listening, for calming it down, and for spending part of your day, this little window, with me. To end today, I'd like to leave you with a poem from one of my favorite poets and creative artist, Megan Harper Nichols. She's absolutely brilliant. I highly recommend you follow her on Instagram, because some of the posts are just perfect. For March 26, my birthday, oddly enough, she posted this. You are not weak. For needing to rest. You are not weak for needing time to sort through this. You are not a burden for having burdens that you are learning to lay down. You are not a failure for not reaching the heights you thought you'd reach by now. You are who you are, a living, breathing human being who has a soul in need of grace to make it through these things. And no matter how you are made to feel, feeling does not make you weak. You are free to learn to seek what your soul truly needs. Megan Harper Nichols Take the time to rest, rejuvenate, recharge, revive, replenish, Renew. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. You'll even find additional resources for emotional support, including our online community and our Facebook page. You're not alone.